here's here's a tip for people that are out there if you're trying to get somebody something for golf stuff and they're like way into golf like that where you're you're trying to show that like hey i appreciate that i want to get you something you like is do it and everybody we are back how you living no putts given tony covey chris nickel golf spy t golf spy c see we do that with those back and forth Tony, it's the Sarah. end. It's the end of November. Jesus. You know what that means? No. <laughs> it means three things. Number one, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday. Well, is it is it your birthday today? No, 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 or no. Or is no. it your birthday two days ago? It's my birthday Wednesday. So today, as people are People are seeing yes. this. It is your birthday. Yes. So I expect lots of gifts coming my way. Girl, what you need people. is some I, Japanese head covers. I need. In, in fact, we're going to talk about that, Tony. We're going to talk about what we would like to get or not get in the holiday season during this time of gift giving and deals and all things materialistic and commercialism. We're going to get there. But before we get to that, we put out a one word survey because we want to know how people feel about companies and what they they associate how they perceive we spent all this time we know it we do data performance we get it and we wish people would make informed decisions based on empirical evidence quantitative data but we also know that how people perceive brands can impact their purchasing decisions from time to time but also uh, it's just interesting, right? To uh, you know, this is information that's really actually very valuable to companies, right? Because they want to know how they're perceived by outside entities like consumers. So we're going to get into that as well. Why don't we just dive into that one, Tony? Why don't we just start with the one-word survey? What? Uh, uh, let's start with this part. What? What surprised you or didn't surprise you? We'll kind of run. Well, through let, the let's rewind Maybe, just a yeah. bit. For, for readers who are not familiar with this or have never seen this, it's you know it's kind of nicknamed the one-word survey uh, more officially, I suppose, or the, the idea behind it is a brand perception survey. And mm-hmm. what this came from was after years of my inbox being bombarded with press releases that that basically was just the same same cycle of buzzwords over and over again. Call it. You know, called it buzzword bingo at the time, right? Like, oh, we are outstanding performance, innovation. I mean, you just run down the list. We are the leaders, the number one whatever widget in golf. Like, we've all right, we've all seen this stuff over and over and over again. And so I, I started thinking about it in terms of like when you think about word association games. Right? What's what's the first what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And I thought, well, what's the first brand? golf equipment brand that comes to your mind when you hear any one of these, these buzzwords, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then building on that, I'm like, well, if, if we look at these, what I guess you call positive buzzwords, these, these words that the golf companies want associated with their brand, well, you know, what does the opposite of those look like? So what if we yeah. threw some negatives in there as well? And so that was the idea if, if I think it's grown to, 10 positive words, if you will, and then uh, what are loosely their opposites <laughs> on the negative side. And yep. it, it's interesting to see 
you know, how that all shakes out, how, how well brands do it at sort of getting us to buy into their position because ultimately, and, and this is true beyond golf, but brands tell us who they are or, or who they want us to believe they are. Right. And then through experience and other perceptions, the consumer ultimately decides whether or not a brand is what it says it is. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we've kind of done this. This is the fourth time now. And I thought this year would be particularly, 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 there we That's go. That's a hard it. word to say. Particularly. That. Particularly. Got to really work at it. Particularly interesting <laughs> kind of coming out of, of COVID, right? Theoretically, we're told mm-hmm. optimistically, hopefully beyond the worst of it. And so how much have, have perceptions changed and by extension, how much has the industry changed yeah. over that period of COVID? So, so yeah, potentially some interesting stuff here, and certainly in the results, you know, kind of some stuff that was like, hmm, that's yeah. that's eye opening. Uh, and, and with four and years be, of data, right? We have four years of data, so not just how do people perceive it this year, but when I was going through it, it was really interesting to see what, if any, change has there been over time? Have there been any shifts, right? Because we talk about. A lot of the stuff like, you know, when you're right in the middle of a transition, you don't often see it as such. Right. And so this gives us an opportunity to look back a little bit and say, okay, is the nature or are people getting a different sense? uh, You know, who's losing ground, who's gaining ground and how do people feel about that? Um, And this isn't what Tony's saying. This isn't what Chris is saying, whatever. This is the mass of of consumers and and uh, you know based on the number of you know responses that we got to this particular survey this is really really good data yeah yeah i mean we're just under just under ten thousand responses yeah so yeah i mean this is this is a sizable response pool um this one typically does pretty well in terms of responses and and that's because by design we kept this easy and we have had Mm -hmm. people come to us and go well you know, I'd like it better if I could rank the companies. Right. Like, I understand that, but we really want to get to like, what is, what is the impulsive reaction? Like which, right. which brand, you know, when you hear it, what's the first brand that comes to mind? Not necessarily who you think is number one for number two for et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and likewise too, it's the reason why, while we do give a none of the above option in case you go, Hey, I hear engineering and I go, nothing Nobody. springs to mind. Uh, we don't give you an all and above because all of the above, because I, I don't think it's realistic to go, hey, when I say innovation, I think of every golf company all at once. Well, there's there's usually one that springs to mind. And so that's that's really the purpose is to kind of get to that gut reaction. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you have well, it. Let's dive, dive into in. it. Let's dive in. Let's let's kind of go through it. Dive in. Let's go through it first based on just kind of what we saw this year. And then we can talk about changes uh, over time in each of those particular uh, areas. So we'll kind of go by word uh, and then kind of those two two different pieces. So performance. What did we see, Tony, in the performance area? Yeah, the one, again, having the year over year or survey over survey percent shift in front of me. And, and one other thing I should say at the onset of this discussion, too, is the the undeniable sort of trends or I guess even realities, if you will, of the survey is that when you get to, when we're looking at the the positive words, well, there are some exceptions where brands kind of rise up. It's, it's typically the biggest brands that rate there. 
That's just mm -hmm. an undeniable reaction. And again, right, the biggest brands you would think those are the ones that come to mind first. And then conversely, when we get to those negative words, it does tend to be the smaller brands that uh, kind of rise up. And so one of the things we, we consistently look for is, hey, when when a, when a smaller brand hits the board for a positive, that, that's telling. And when a big brand uh, hits the board for not necessarily all the negatives, but, you know, for certain negatives, it's also telling as well. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, as far go. as performance, um, like I said, the year over year change, uh, Titleist finished first. Almost 31% of, of the people who took the survey said Titleist is the brand that springs to mind when they hear performance. And that's a 55% change from the that's previous huge. version. Yeah. And it was, it was enough to, it's a shift that took Titleist. They were, they were second last year or last time behind Ping. Mm -hmm. uh, and this time around they flip flopped, but you know, it was, it, they were, they were only a, a couple two, three percentage points behind ping last time. And yep. now it's, you know, basically it's, it's, it's a double up. So 30%, 31 versus 15.15, you know, 16, 31 so two, to 16. Yeah. Two questions for you there. Any reason why can you put, you know, is there any, when we look at attribution of some of these, as I was going through there, there's some things that jumped out to me like, okay. This makes sense given A, B, C, and D. But with the performance part, yeah, again, companies that I expected to stick out, again, you know, you talk about Titleist, Ping, TaylorMade, so on and so forth, companies that did well, Mizuno, Indy Callaway, nothing really surprising. There were people who said those companies perform well, but the, the shift to Titleist, you know, it's like votes, right? You got to think these kind of came they took votes away from some of these other companies and shifted them toward Titleist from a performance standpoint. Anything you can put your thumb on there as to why that may have been the case? I think, you know, a couple things maybe. I think because Titleist has done so well in ball lab testing, I think maybe that influences things. Um, probably, you know, we talk about that in terms of a quality argument, but I, mm -hmm. I think it probably trickles down to other areas. I think, too, just in terms of, of brands that are generally regarded well or respected by golfers, I think I think Titleist, you know, I have a ton of guys who, who absolutely hate Titleist for one reason or another, and that's sure. you know, the brand kind of, it's kind of an even keel, you know, not not particularly loud, not overly boastful. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, so I think, you know, not having the detractors and then having some, some strong performances in ball lab. And I think, you know, looking at the drivers, I yeah. think in terms of anything to do with golf equipment, we've talked about this with Bosch from Mizuno. Yeah. The, the driver sort of just leads the way and everything else rides the coattails. So I think the fact that their drivers have, have significantly improved to the point now where I would argue they're as good as anybody else's where at yeah. the time I would have told you that, you know, they're, they're just not, um, they're not what they should be. I, so I think, <clears throat> I think that probably helps. I think that's probably a good bit of it. Yeah. And I think too, getting, I mean, yeah, it is what it is and release cycles are what they are, but given the fact that they have their best foot forward currently with TSR being out in the market with, time and for people timing to, sure it came out early enough uh in in still in 2022 that people uh, you know some people certainly not the masses certainly not hasn't been through most wanted testing anything like that for all of those type of things it's a, it's a 2023 product but um 
you know, a lot of reception on tour. I don't think that that product getting into the market at the time that it did hurt the idea of performance, it, no, you know, at, at all. So there you go. Innovation. What? Well, hold what on. Think, I mean, real, okay. just real two quick bullet hold points on. here on performance. Um, I want to mention Mizuno because uh, they finished fourth. And that's a case where we see, like I said, if there's a smaller brand that, that overperforms, it's noteworthy. And Mizuno yep. has, has continued to do well in this survey for this word. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is PXG, which only received 4.29% of the vote, which, or choice picks, whatever you want to call it. I think sure. uh, good enough for one, two, three, four, five, sixth, sixth overall, excuse yeah, me. But, middle of the pack overall. But the but... interesting thing is it's a 51% increase. And granted, you know, when you're dealing with small numbers, it's a lot easier to g- gain larger percentages. But right. it, it's still interesting to see that kind of jump. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's that's performance. Absolutely. How about innovation? Similar pattern to what we saw with uh, performance in that the leader, in this case, TaylorMade, was actually more than double. Uh, 33% of respondents chose TaylorMade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a 60, almost a 63% increase over the previous survey. So big yeah. jump there. Huge TaylorMade. Jump. Oh, a second Callaway Ping and PXG running, and again, PXG, right, running between yeah. 12 and 14% are all kind of a, a very solid two to two to four, all right there. Um, but yeah, TaylorMade just for innovation, just blew surprisingly, surprisingly high percentage. I mean, chose TaylorMade. Surprisingly high. I think that, you know, success of, of at least some, in some fashion, success of carbon wood. I think, right. yeah, I mean, the perception of that as being new and different and innovative. innovative? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, this is this is a case where I would I would point to a singular product as as being a good bit of the reason why we see a massive change. Yeah, because really when you go through the list of those other ones, right, and even you look year over year, you know, did Callaway do anything remarkably innovative where you point to that no not indifference Callaway really pushes the you know the ai concepts and and talks a lot about what they're doing with r&d things that people might associate right. Right, it, as it's innovative not, not to say it isn't valid because i'm sure that it is but yeah you, you can't sort of tell the same story four years in a row and be innovative that fourth time right right and that that's you know we we mentioned that with new products last year i think when you came out like hey you know, with drivers, things, what are you excited about? It's like, you know, did did Callaway go to the well one too many times on some of the naming conventions? And like, hey, yeah, we've seen all these technologies before, maybe not all together in a single product. But in terms of being like, hey, that's new, that's different, um, not much there. But yet, right, responders say, hey, when we think of innovative companies, um, you know, obviously Callaway's right up at, uh, right up there at the very, uh, very top or second rather, I guess, you know, it's like championship flight, uh, Taylor made one by a convincing margin. And then we got the first flight uh, with Callaway Ping and, and PXG being in there. Um, and then we kind of have second, third, fourth flight uh, kind of throughout the rest. So Yeah, and, and the footnotes here, uh, PXG into the the fourth spot for, for anything is, I don't want to say surprising, but but to me, the the – the general trend of PXG throughout is a is a brand that seems to be gaining more credibility with golfers. Not universally, not for everything, but certainly ticking upwards. And then I will mention Titleist again. Uh, innovation, and I don't find this surprising, is right. 
this is not in, in four years now of doing the survey, Titleist has never been in the top five. Still not in the top five, but you know, in 2019 they were at less than two and a half percent. Uh 2020 they're up around four and a half, and now this year they're pushing six point five, so a forty-two percent gain. Again, small numbers, easier to make big percentage gains, but right. Titleist showing momentum for innovation is uh uh, I mean, I, I'm sure they like it. It's it's just not not anything I would historically associate with the brand, and, and I would mm-hmm. go so far as to say, is historically, you know, my experience anyway. Titleist is is always lagged behind and let everybody else sort of dip their toes into a particular the waters of a particular technology, and then hey, two years later, we'll we'll try this. I mean, movable weights is a great example, right? Yeah. Titleist was really really slow to do that, so. You know, interesting, not definitive by any means, but but a curiosity to, to see if that continues and, you know, what comes of it. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Um, engineering. <laughs> so I pain. mean, it's, it's just it's just pain. Like, do I, you, I mean, do you, feel, do you feel like this is it's, like this is a, a, a have you heard of ping category? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I mean, we, could we just ask the question like, hey, have you heard of ping? Yeah, I mean, yes no. they've gone. It's I mean four for four in in four uh, four iterations of this survey, you know, and they've been a high of twenty nine percent the first year, a low of twenty six percent last year, and you know everywhere in the other two years in between that, up six point eight six percent from the previous year. Um, yeah, I would just I don't know why, but Ping has maybe it goes back to Karsten and and you know everything he was about, but this idea like Ping is an engineering company. First and foremost, they're an engineering company that, that makes golf clubs. That is mm-hmm. that is the perception. Obviously, that manifests itself. Like, yes, they do engineering. They make golf yep. clubs. So does everybody else on this list. I was going to say, does that uh, mean, but, you know, TaylorMade, Callaway, Titleist, they don't have engineers on staff? Like, are these companies, you know? No, not at all. That's not the case at all. But I think part of this, too, comes from some of the design elements. Like, when you look historically at some of the products uh not current generation but several generations ago it was very clear that ping chose function over form right it was there like, is hey, there's know. an industrial element about it <laughs> there is probably something to the fact that the the marketing has historically been less over the top kind of less screaming in your face about you know uh, random new innovations and all this stuff and and, and more just hey this is steady engineering right we are we are nerds that assembled this product based on science and uh-huh. you know here you go it's so no surprise it would be it would be a surprise if anybody other than ping was at the top of that list yeah yeah and yet you see i mean like i said they still gained year over year like i said it's been in that 26 27 28 9 percent range typically but year over year, they gained, you know, fractionally six, uh, almost seven percent. So, yeah, big movers also. TaylorMade picked up twenty five percent. Titleist again, they have engineers like everybody else. But there's probably some some loose correlation between innovation and engineering. Uh, so typically, this hasn't been a category where Titleist has been particularly strong either. And you know, they're up thirty six percent again. Uh, yeah, here as well. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and also this one, this one puzzles me a little bit, but um, this is one where, where Cobra was, was particularly strong in 2020, um, 8%, which I think was probably, yeah, eyeballing it here would have been in the top five. 
um, Head this survey kid. down down to just under four percent, a slide of fifty percent. So that one is intriguing um, for for less positive reasons, but it's a curiosity. And whether that's a blip or an indicator of a larger trend in perception, I don't know. We'll see. Right? Yeah. That's why we do this. Yeah, I can't have a trend on one year of data, so we'll see. But certainly, certainly something to uh, to look at or look for over time. Who are the leaders in the industry? Titles, TaylorMade, Callaway, Ping, Mizuno. This is when you expect big brands to dominate, right? Yeah. So Callaway finished number one the first two years. Titleist has been number one the last two years. Um, big number this year. Forty-two percent of respondents chose Titleist, up thirty-seven percent. Um, TaylorMade, twenty-one percent finished second, up thirteen percent. Mm-hmm. Kind of the notable here, Ping. At ten percent, finished fourth, but that was an almost a decline of almost thirty percent. Yeah, and Mizuno fell twenty five percent as well. Um, and then digging deeper, PXG nowhere nowhere near the top at only two point six eight percent, but it is sixty nine percent positive change. So again, uh-huh. small numbers. I'm going to keep hammering this home. It's easy to make big <clears throat> right. percentage gains with small numbers, but. Right. It's just this idea of you know, there's something something here that suggests that that maybe perceptions are changing in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to dig into that one a little bit later when we get to the end on kind of some of our bigger picture final thoughts on, on around this. But there's a couple of things in here specific to the PXG world that, yeah, just trying to put together a couple of the pieces and saying, okay, are we seeing something different? And, and with the leader piece, um, there's something there around the retail world and just how they do business. And we've talked about this before, but the models and how they've changed things. Um, kind of marching to a drum that nobody else hears. <laughs> yeah, or doesn't have or can't afford. <laughs> um, so, all right. So those are certain types, right? Now, now we get to, man, the real guts of like, how do you feel about like on almost like on a moral ethical level, you know, getting into some of these ones like integrity, like integrity. Yeah, there's no that one's you know. I can't, there's no I hiding can't me- from these. Like I can't measure out that on a launch monitor. Right? That's like you you've got to make this is one where golfers have to believe that you you are who you say you are. You're not going to lie, mislead, deceive. You're going to stand behind your product. Everything that goes into that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, this hits again, on uh, yeah, a lot of layers, a lot of levels, integrity, trust. And man, that, like I said, that really gets to kind of the core of how, how some of these feel, you know, people feel about these companies and the company with the most integrity, right? According to, according yeah, this to is our, our respondents. Titleist again, first on this one, uh, 33% up almost 20 and uh you know they've been historically second so this is not it's not surprising they do really well here consistently this year they passed ping mm-hmm. uh, but again you know it's it's relatively close those are the two that stand out and then third on the list kind of again surprising only because of the site the size of the company not because you know i yeah. could, i would give you any reason to dispute it at all but mizuno again strong showing from a smaller brand Mm-hmm. And then, you know, rounding out the top five, Callaway and TaylorMade, um, uh, 6% and 4.5%, give or take, respectively. 
Yeah. And again, have to know, I mean, again, small numbers make it easy or, uh, you know, magnitude of change for uh, averages and percentages. But TXG was up over 100%. Yes. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so 100, 109% change. Uh, <laughs> and again, I mean, it's, you know, they they went to put this, you know, in, in terms everyone gets, they went, went from 1.4% to 2.9. So right. it's small numbers. Uh, but right. big change from big small change. numbers. Big change, small numbers. So, you know, integrity makes sense. Quality and trustworthy kind of follows some of these similar patterns. There's some overlap. And and if you look like the, there's there's a little shift in it, but it's, you know, for both it's Titleist Mizuno ping and then Titleist ping <laughs> Mizuno. So, and it's, you know, pretty similar breakdowns, 35% versus, you know, for quality for Titleist, 32 for trustworthy, 22% for Mizuno. And again, that, that to me is overperforming. Again, it's, I don't want to call Mizuno a small brand, but it's, it's not a big brand. It's kind of, no, it's, it's a not bit one of the top four, five. I mean, we talk Six, about, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you take, you know, just by market share and some of those things, Titleist, Callaway, TaylorMade, Ping, Cobra, and then, and if that dominates 90% of the market, more or less, then we're talking Bridgestone, Cobra, again, kind of in that in-between, Strixon, Cleveland, PXG, Mizuno's in that class, right? I mean, they may be toward the top of that class, no doubt, but... It, it, yeah, just, just on size, and again, what we know about the trends in the survey and how everything shakes out, it's not a brand I would expect to see near the top. Right. If I hadn't seen it near the top in in every survey so far, it's it's the one that kind of stands out and defies the the consistent trends. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah. So we kind of see there the one with modern. I think is interesting because, like, is that a? And I get like we talk about things being more so positive or or negative in terms of you know, connotations with the different companies. Is modern a good thing? Does that mean, hey, you're up to date, you're, you know, it's 2022, but you are a forward-thinking, forward-moving brand? Yeah, this goes back to when when Harry Arnett started with Callaway. That was was one of his talking points, was the transformation of Callaway into the first modern golf company. And so mm-hmm. that that's that's the reason why modern is on this list. Say so like, well, it, it was important enough to be a talking point for for somebody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know who is who is modern now? I guess who is who is modern at this particular moment in time? Because it is kind of you know it's it's an ebb and flow, and in this case, it's it's tailor made. And again, mm-hmm. I think you can probably look at stealth as kind of the the new hot thing with the the bright red can't miss it carbon faces. <laughs> right. the uh the instigator of of that 26 percent sure number two on this list just pxg just kind of i mean i guess like arguably if you you think of what mo- modern could mean in an all-encompassing sense <laughs> i mean you can make a case that pxg should should be running away from this right and Very it, it all comes could. down to whether whether the business model is you know you know rapid discounting paired against high priced apparel, which includes a short sleeve winter coat, for example. Um, 
yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of business model, but it's it's one they're they're doing something that nobody else is doing. And so whether that's modern or that's different, I, I don't know, but it's it's man, it's it's a shakeup. It's so. a shakeup and and people again, according to just the data, people are trusting it more. People are associating it more often with terms like you know, trust in, in engineering and whatever. It's not this overtly negative. It's, it's going to be gone tomorrow. Like it, it there's, it's just not, I mean, yeah, it's, it's evolving past a crazy man screaming at you while you're trying to watch golf. Like, you know, right. there's still a little bit of that. And I think, you know, honestly, sure. I think that's part of what makes it fun. Sure. Uh, but sure it is. yeah, it's, it's an evolving brand. And, and this is a case too. This is, this is really the one when you look at a, at a company that in that two year swing from, from when we last did the survey that, that completely changed, you know, the, the 180, if you will. So PXG is definitely the one brand I would look at as, as the most different than it was two years ago. So, you know, like I said, very interesting to see how perceptions are evolving as the company changes. Uh, and then the kind of the other one, like Cobra, Cobra has significantly declined here down to, to just under 12%. And they've typically mm -hmm. been really, really strong in this one. Um, actually, I think finished first two, for uh, two years in a row, two out of the last three. So for them to fall to, to four, again, there does seem to be a trend here with Cobra dipping a bit. Uh, and again, I'll just, as I go down the list, Titleist, not hitting the board, not a company I would ever think of as excessively modern by by right. any standards i mean once upon a time i would have called them stale and i don't i don't know if i'd still apply that but no but certainly not not super progressive not super kind of you know i don't want to say they're not innovative but again not not bold not brash not uh there's no neon sign in the title right. office you know um right but it's a that's up 73 percent. so that's that's again looking at a big number coming out of mm -hmm two medium-sized numbers next couple hype and gimmick i you know i can see again uh evidence of overlap uh there and i think the results maybe kind of track that uh you know to a certain degree i mean we kind of see a similar ranking of companies in terms of that but i don't totally understand why well i think as i, as I said right you kind of tap into the idea that regardless of of how they try and position themselves, brands brands will inevitably be perceived as negative by a segment of consumers. It's true for any business. I think you sort of expect it. And oftentimes it is, again, this is one where it is this this portion of the negative words where, where you do see the market leaders hit the board uh, with some pretty high numbers. So tailor-made, mm -hmm. number one in the hype department. 34% rounding up PXG, 33%, which, you know, only up 2%. So that's probably good. Right. Callaway. And, and then interesting, none of the above would be our, uh, our fourth place finisher here. Yeah. So that's kind of what, what we expect. That's the one that jumped out to me was, uh, you know, again, apart from, from those kind of more obvious responses, the none of the above does, is that, are we seeing a decline in the overall hypeness uh, of the industry apart from, you know, a couple of companies? Yeah. Looking at the results, I would, again, picking out trends in the data, none of the above is on the rise for these negative words. Mm -hmm. So that says, Hey, fewer, fewer golfers or are, are having 
negative experiences or associating negativity with the brand. So, hey, maybe that's maybe that's just score one for humanity as a whole. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I hope um, it right. might be overly optimistic, but uh, yeah, none of the above trending up. And then kind of the the other notable here uh, from my mind. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven down. So you know, bottom half of the table paying only one point five percent. So yeah, you know, if I'm if I'm a brand, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you're, you know, I think it's one of those ones with hype gimmick marketing. Some of those like it can be seen as an absence, you know, of that particular uh, attribute or kind of ambivalence. Like, you know, I look at like Bridgestone. Well, it didn't really do a whole lot. They really didn't say, I mean, they did, they pushed the, some of the ball stuff a little bit, but you know, to me, hype's kind of like promise, you know, like, Hey, yeah, to, you gotta have a budget to, to really, to hit the board here. You need, honestly, all right, you've got to, yeah. If you're just, you got to tell people your something thing, you're going to yeah. do, right? Like, yeah, you, like you hype sort is, of have hype it up and, and, you know, as, as generally I would regard this as negative, uh, sort of, you have to, you have to hype up your product and then have a large segment of people who don't necessarily believe the hype. So. Right. Exactly. But there has to be like a hype expectation. <laughs> and yeah, if you don't set an expectation in some regard, it takes then a budget to annoy people. Go similar with gimmick. Let's, let's go to like kind of this marketing follower deceptive. What are you seeing in there? Again, like these, these are the ones where, well, it's a little different because gimmick marketing, that's, that's still in the part of the survey where where big brands do well. Actually, mm-hmm. gimmick it was none of the above that actually got the highest percentage. So I thought, well, right. that's that's I guess that's good. And then you get into PXG, um, TaylorMade Cobra, and then this is one where again, you know, telling right? big brands and and Ping, Titleist, and again, not as big of a brand, Mizuno. Those are your bottom mm-hmm. three. So. That's basically saying, hey, no, there's there's no gimmick to these brands, which, you right. know, again, if I'm looking from a brand perspective, that that's one I, I would consider a win there. Sure. Marketing, again, right? It's a budget. It's almost like, hey, who, who has, uh, it could be argued, maybe this is just a measure of spend, but you know, this is TaylorMade, Callaway, PXG, Titleist. So it's, again, one of those things where I don't want to say it's a hole in the survey because we know, right? It's supposed to be that impulsive reaction, but it's, yeah. hey, these companies marketing and whether or not that's effective, resonating marketing, less clear, but, you know, certainly. But are uh, they? Yeah. And then you look, because if you look at who's bottom of the list, it's it's Wilson. Right? So who? Again, yeah, you need a budget. <laughs> you have to have a budget to, to hit for these words. Now, when you get into... You know, follower is an interesting one. This, this to me is, this is one of those ones where like, there are certain ones of these. If my brand is on on the top of the list, man, it it would sting me a little bit to be honest. And so, mm-hmm. here's one, Wilson. Does any if, brand want to be seen? I mean, we understand that there are trends and things, and and some are gonna lead yeah, ahead. Somebody has to be first. Everybody else has to follow. Yeah, so like that's a reality of the ebbs and the flows in the industry and different products and this, you know, whatever. But is there any case where you want to be where you're like, yeah, all right, guys, we are the following. I look, no, this one, I look at this <laughs> like, and go, this, this is a perception I need to change. And, you know, I kind of, I go back to, I can't even remember now which, which 
driver versus driver it was oh. a, a full season of a of a show produced on golf channel and what you get out of that is something that everybody looks at and goes that's a tailor mate and so like that's that's still that's that's the type of perception you need to shake is like hey you know putting a whole lot of effort into doing what what not only has already been done before but done a lot and well established by somebody else so I think that and, may still be kind of dogging them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to be seen as a as a follower. You want to be seen as a leader in some part of the industry. And I think with some of these, see, like, if you're a leader in some area, again, you have, you know, driver stuff, you got metalwoods, you have irons, you have balls, you have all these things. There's opportunities to be seen as a leader in some element, right, that would probably keep people – at least in my mind, like I took the survey because I wanted to go through and see what we asked and, and whatever. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, if they're a leader in some area, then they can't totally be a follower, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, man, almost by process of elimination, it's like, okay, do they lead anywhere? Do they do anything that kind of pushes ahead of others? And I think to a degree, we kind of see that here. There's some interesting other bits here too, as well. Like, so Titleist, Titleist actually crept up quite a bit. So they're up 110%. Again, relatively small numbers, but like that that one's interesting because they've, they've generally done what I would consider to be well throughout the survey to see this kind of little blip as a follower. I mean, they're not too far off of where they were in 2018. Um, so that could be, you know, whether as a that's total percentage or not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah co- whether that's cause for concern or a blip, you know, we'll see next year. Um, and then PXG up from just under 3.3% to almost 9%. So a 202% increase. And again, I think this is one where it's, you know, I I would almost chalk it up to growing awareness as as prices have come down and the brand has become more accessible. Uh, Maybe people are taking a closer look. I don't know. It's like I said, anytime you see a big number here in that, in that change column, yeah, it's begs it's further discussion. Yeah, at least it's, a little it's, bit, right? it's worth thinking about. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to hear what people think about about PXG as a follower and why the why the massive jump. Uh, not... Right, because they also ranked pretty high for leader. Hmm. I said right. So, like, can you be both a leader and a follower? Well, I'd say one golfer's leader is another's follower. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, right. they weren't PXG wasn't. I, I, I you know to clarify. They weren't very high on the table for for leader, but their percentage change was significantly positive. Again, small numbers, but you know they were up. <laughs> so PXG was up seventy percent in leadership and down two hundred percent in follow, or up two hundred percent down, however you want to say it, in in following. So yeah, what what do we make of all that deceptive? Inferior, dishonest. Ugh. Yeah, so deceptive, These are ugly words, Tony. Ugly. Deceptive. Words. Yeah, I think so. Let's see. What are the next three? Deceptive, inferior, and dishonest. Deceptive uh-huh. and dishonest. There's some overlap there. Um, inferior. Yep. When I talk about the ones that would sting me, inferior uh-huh. is is definitely one of those. But we'll start with deceptive. Congratulations to the entire industry. None of the above. <laughs> Runaway winner. Uh, right. That's good. So that's that's yeah. good. Um, that's what I mean. And I think. You know, as a whole, we talked about this. The the industry has kind of toned it down. The claims aren't what they used to be. You know, nobody's been talking about ten more yards for a long time now. Seventeen it's more not, yards. Yeah, it's just not not the claims aren't as audacious. Everything is kind of toned down, and I think this probably reflects that. 
Um, PXG of, of the brands mentioned finished first, which, which isn't great. Again, awareness maybe. And then also it's like, man, the, the, the pricing structure, I could make a case for it for that being the justification. Because if I buy a driver for, I don't know, I can't even keep track of what they go for, $300 one week and the next it's, yeah. you know, a buck 19. Uh, and then two weeks later, it's it's two forty nine, and it's just you know, yeah, it's just like a price board on the wall, and somebody's just throwing noodles and wherever it sticks. That's this month's pricing. So I I, I get that piece of it for sure. And then well, and that's where know. we're currently at too. With that, I mean, like you know, just I was just you know looking around, and you get the daily deals and the sales and things, and and you know, current generation driver, I think for PXG right now today is. Two ninety nine. I think you can get it on. Is that sale. the Gen five? Yeah, I think yeah, Gen five, two ninety nine. You go to the site, boom. Right now, you can buy it for three hundred bucks, and and I'm sure there's plenty of people that that will do that. They might even do it right now. Go, I, I didn't, you know, particularly. Is that a great price on the driver? Yeah. Is do we have evidence that that you know things are shifting and, and kind of changing with PHG? Yeah, people are trusting them more. They're like, the, it, it's such a bizarre confluence of data on pxg that it really is intriguing they really are unlike any other company because people trust them more but they're following more they trust them but they have this i mean heritage of engineering right the two guys that they brought over originally were from ping the company that stole a good one stole a good one from cobra too I mean, that's, stole a know, good one from Cobra, Cobra, a couple from <laughs> Ping, right? Company, a couple, two, that, three, that have ranked really, really high for engineering. So the the history. And they loot, and let's heritage. be honest. I mean, they looted Ping at the beginning. Oh, <laughs> Just, yeah, but so, to the, so there, there's these things like the guts of of that and the design and the quality and those pieces are absolutely intact and in there. And then you see some of these pricing shifts. Now you could argue that if you're on the right side of deceptive, you might be okay with it. Like I don't mind a driver that goes from 500 down to uh, 299. If I get that 299 now, does that mean that 500 was deceptive? I, I mean, I don't know, but they're going to sell a shit ton of drivers at 299. Cause that's a ridiculously good deal on a, a, you know, very high quality product. Right. So yeah, it's just, Ah, I I mean, it's it's such a, I mean, it's just to kind of put everything in context. So they, you know, they're, they're 0211 driver. The new one is selling for 199, not marked down for now. We'll see as we get closer to Christmas, what happens, but it was $199 driver. And I'm, I'm, I've been browsing the apparel section because as much as I make fun of it, and I think some of it is a little out there. I mean, there, there's some. You know, a winter jacket nice stuff. with short yeah. sleeves, for yeah. example. Some of it just, you know, does not make sense. And some of it is definitely not my style. But as as I've mentioned before, I am currently in pursuit of the the perfect pair of airplane pants. And I've come up empty so far on a couple tries. And there, there's a couple mm-hmm. on the PXG website. I'm like, yeah, those those look like they might be outstanding travel pants. 225 bucks. I'm like, how do you... <laughs> How's, how's pants more expensive than a driver? I have, and I, I think I wore it on one one episode, but a full-on khaki outfit. Yeah, like a khaki yeah jacket you, you absolutely embrace the ridiculousness. That's fine. I did, but those pants, they are unbelievably comfortable. Expensive. They are, yes, oh, they're both. They're, <laughs> they're both. They're both. I, I don't know, Tony. 
They're not inferior. I will tell you that. And they're not That's... dishonest. They're really, really good and really, really expensive. So there you have anyway. it. Anyway, moving on. So, yeah, inferior, inferior, dishonest. Again, hey, inferior. Sc- none of the above for both. Um, so that's good. I love it. Uh, and like yep. I said, inferior, that would be the one that stings. And so if somebody's got to get stung, you know, of, of brand selected, Wilson, 26%, Torridge, 19%. And then, then it's a huge fall off. You know, Cobra, yeah. PXG, Shrix and Cleveland, five, four, and three and change across the board there. So yeah, it's really, those... I think, yeah, big take. And, you know, Wilson, it's, and, and part of it is in the space they play. You know, Wilson, I think has become whether, whether by design or accident, if you look at kind of their, and again, if you accept that Metalwoods kind of pull, pull perceptions by and large, Mizuno may be the exception there, but mm-hmm. I think probably if, you know, if you're if you're driven by by metal woods, if that's where your perceptions come from, Wilson has inadvertently or maybe intentionally sort of entered into that s- slow swing speed class with a good bit of their products. Um, so I think that's part of it. They don't they don't test well because of that. Right. Uh, again, the metal woods. I think I think the irons are perfectly fine. And then Torridge. Torridge is an interesting one because they do. You look at the EXS stuff. That that product line tests well. It does. Yeah, I it think does. It, before it has PXG, historically, right? Like before PXG new. went extra super duper uber insane with pricing, Torridge was in my mind the best value metalwoods on the market. I wouldn't make that argument now. And again, look at PXG pricing; you, you can't really beat that, right? Um, but if you look at you know some of the stuff farther down the lineup, man, that that hot hot launch stuff. I mean, just hot just trash. look at the look at the pictures on the website. I mean, just. I mean, they were pictures provided by Torridge. It just looks, it looks paint sloppy. It looks, it looks inferior. It, it looks, it, yeah, it looks inferior. It looks like, you know, you would expect it to, to be in the Walmart discount rack. Mm-hmm. And again, you look at the EXS stuff, you don't see that. That is a, a decent looking, maybe even good looking product that performs well. And, and I get to hit a price point, by and large, if you're not going to eat the margin heavy, Right, you, you got to cut some corners and make some sacrifices, but ooh, man, that, that one's yep. just obvious to me. So there you go. Yep, big winners though to me on those ones that I, I think are really cool is the none of the above. Right, like if there's an industry trend that hopefully, and I'd like to think that our company, my golf spot, I'd like to think that we played some role in in some of this, perhaps. Um, but seeing industry move away from practices that are are, are innately deceptive and you know disguised as you know truth but it's really really just fundamentally dishonest um hopefully as an industry we're getting better at that and companies are becoming more aware of that and ultimately that's a good thing for consumers right Um, yeah you look at dishonest none of the above runaway winner 66 percent pxg the only actual brand above 10 percent and then you have seven of the 12 brands that we allow you to choose from below 1%. Yeah, so that's that, great. That's, that's a yeah. that's a win for the industry. Even if some are uninspired, arrogant, or humble, which are our next several categories here, right? Yeah, so, and I think I think arrogant and humble were, yeah, I guess we had them. They were probably the last ones added to the original survey, which is why we have at the bottom here. Sure. Uh, uninspired is another one that that would sting me a little bit. And, and again, yeah. it's, we keep coming back to Wilson on this one. 
Mm-hmm. Nah, man, uh, Harry probably hates us right now, but hopefully he sees this as an opportunity. Like, hey, well, there, there's a tremendous opportunity to change perceptions and reinvigorate a brand somehow because it's mm-hmm. just something something is lacking, at least with our readers. It's, it's not resonating as, you know, these are not attractive qualities. These are not these are not associations that make you want to run out and, and buy a product. So no, to me, uninspired. Um, it's like, did you even try? Like, did you? You know, I taught middle school, right, and and through high school and college for the better part of two decades. And you know, you'd get assignments, kids would turn in and stuff. It's like I'm going to do as little as possible to ensure even, I get a C. Like, like man, I just got to get a C. Here, if you made an effort, like try, do something. You know, it's like that stick thing. Like move, do something. And this is like one of those ones. Like, uh, yeah, it's just like meh. <laughs> You know, ah, yeah, so. and so again, none of the above. Second, Torridge. Yep. Third. Um, yep. You know, I'll mention Bridgestone fourth here, but this is a general trend where, and it's Bridgestone, and I think driven primarily by the fact that now we've gone several years without a new club from Bridgestone to the point where we're wondering are are they are they, they done in making golf clubs? clubs? Yeah, right. Yeah, like you don't know is that the end of no. the line for a Bridgestone club line, and so I think that's it's sort of like hey. That, that's where Bridgestone is coming from here. So that's one brand. When I look, I see in some cases, big number drops, but I, I don't read anything into it because sure. again, I think it's, it's probably driven by just lack of product in the, in the yeah. categories that our readers care most about. Yep. And you know, this is good too. Like you look, this almost telling perhaps, but dead last on this list, the, 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 the company that golfers least associate with uninspired is TaylorMade. Yeah. And so maybe that says, hey, you know, even if you if you don't believe in uh, in the carbon fiber and you you don't like kind of all this attention getting stuff. To your point about Wilson, it certainly gives the appearance that they're trying. They sure. are making an effort to to do something, create something that that yep. looks a certain way, draws golfers in, is enticing. Yep, feels like something that you would want in your bag. That kind of thing. So totally agree. Arrogant, humble, premium. Cheap. These are kind of you know the opposites of the world. Uh, yeah. So let's. I mean, the top five for arrogant uh, PXG, Titleist, TaylorMade, none of the above, and Callaway. And while I I would probably move Callaway up a few places. Um, <laughs> beyond that, there's nothing to nitpick here. I no. Mean, like no, you, just you know, you just me, know just where PXG. Is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, PXG. I mean, you can, if you want to, if you want to look for a bright spot, is PXG actually dipped fifteen percent? So. Uh, dipping here is good. Ping actually fifty eight percent short towards the negatives. Uh, Cobra sixty seven percent towards the negative. But again, small small numbers in some cases yeah. below one percent. There's not so. enough. Yeah, gross number change there for me to get too excited one way uh, or the other about that. But um, kind of same with the humble stuff. I think the premium and cheap is is a very interesting dichotomy because. Again, I don't know that any brand wants to be seen as cheap. I think regardless of price point, you want to be seen as a premium. I mean, right. And again, there are certain lines, like like I said, with Tour Edge, it's hot launch line. They know isn't going to necessarily be seen as premium. But still, regardless of the price point, you want people to feel like there's value there. And I think some of this is a value statement from people that – even at certain price points, people, if they feel like they're getting a lot of value for the price, they're not going to rank it really low for premium. Yeah, it's, it's one of the 
Well, we'll start with premium, then we'll talk about cheap. Yeah. So premium yeah. is interesting because we know as as guys who read the press releases, as guys who are in the room, who sit through the presentations, we've talked about this before. Like premium is a word we hear a lot. And Uber it's premium, not even super premium, double yeah, premium, it's, it's, triple it's premium. So important that it's not even you're right. It can exist on its own, right? It needs to have that qualification of extra premium, ultra premium, Uber premium, whatever it is. And yep. So this is one where like who, who, because everybody is using it to an extent. Everybody wants to be seen as premium. Who, who is making the noise that resonates, I guess. And so I was, I don't want to say, I guess I was a little surprised to see Titleist hit uh, again, 44.7% massive number. You can say Mizuno was, was second on the list at, at just above 16. So massive gap uh-huh. there. Yep. Odd. I mean, on one hand, I say, hey, PXG, third overall. Uh, but, you know, they were first when we did this survey two years ago, the first or last uh, in 2020, the first time we included premium on the list. So uh-huh. they dipped 53 percent, 54. I think you probably chalk that up to the change in the pricing model. Uh-huh. Um, so that I mean, that that's probably all of it. And then the other one I, I, I just have to point out is Callaway, because. I would argue yeah. that that no company in golf leans heavier on premium in everything they do than Callaway. And in terms of how it's how it's resonating, five percent picked Callaway. So that's you know on a list of twelve brands, that's a, a very solid six. Mm-hmm. Solidly so, in the middle. Yeah, I don't I don't know that the you know that that's hitting that's resonating as as well as they hope it is. And yep. again, it's. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like I said, it's I think it's by and large a meaningless word, but everybody everybody leans on it because we all want to get something premium for our money. And, yeah. and we're starting to see that a little bit of the pushback in I would use Ball Labs as the example because we have a quality rating scale. Um, right. Where we have a way to quantify as, some of the premium, as we talked about things, right? most things most things fall in the average price rate or average because that's how range. averages work tony right despite the <laughs> most things so, are average in this world know, whatever right? you want to put the score on it right <laughs> you have many products that are average and and what yeah. we're what we're seeing in the comments what what people find what our readers find aggravating is an average quality average performing whatever it happens to be average quality product that commands a premium price point so when you're selling this differential a, right a mediocre performing product for a premium price point, that's where people get aggravated. So, yep, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see it. I don't know for the most part that, you know. Yeah, if we were we to dig to deeper, you know, and, and like I said, we this is a a large umbrella type survey, right? This is one where if we did dig deeper into creating differentials, like what creates premium? Like I said you have performance, you have price, you have value, right? And and Oftentimes, uh, how people feel about a company is that differential between price and performance, right? And if I'm going to pay a certain amount for something and I feel like I get that amount or more, then that premium fee, I mean, this is, you know, this is Mizuno Irons, you know, where people say, hey, I am getting in general this and I'm paying Right, you you don't want to pay an above average price to get an average product. Yeah. And so if you're if and you're going to come Mizuno out there and Irons, say I'm premium, and I'm going to command a premium price point, you 
realistically, that's titleless golf balls. It's this, you know, we see the performance of it and say, okay, it's worth what you're paying for it. And, and maybe you might even argue it's worth more than what you're paying for it. And we could dig into that. But yeah, and cheap's kind of the converse of that, right? Where you go, okay. Yeah, I'm not getting uh, what I'm paying for. Um, and it's just seen, I mean, inferior, cheap. Again, you probably don't want to be seen as those because inexpensive to me is different than cheap. Yeah, and, and, and this is sort of, it's kind of a gray area in the survey. And I did it on purpose at the time. And we've tried to be consistent in, in using the same words. Yeah. So cheap is... You know, to an extent, it's the opposite of premium, but it, it could also be almost seen as, as the opposite of inexpensive or right. sort of the, <laughs> the, the dirty, nasty, gross form of the inexpensive. The ugly side of inexpensive. So, you know, whether it's it's price or perception of quality, this is a yeah. tie-in to quality that's driving this. So, you know, Torage, 35%. Um, Hey, maybe that is some of the value price products. Maybe some of that speaks to, you know, some of the some of the quality of those value price products. Wilson sure. again, not hitting a board where it wants to be. But again, nope. you know, price wise, if we want to look at this in terms of value, their their metal woods tend to be below market averages. Irons mm-hmm. still below market averages and are strong performers. Putters yep. well below market average, strong performers, and the, and the new three piece golf ball was uh, strong performer. Yeah, that hit a quality award, hitting, I think, the score off the top of my head. Don't hold me to this, people, but I want to say it was 87 in a world where most everything else is 75. So that's, you know, some some bright side there to say, hey, there is, yeah, you know, maybe some stuff is cheap, but also some is inexpensive and provides value. Yep. All right. PXG, <laughs> this, is, this one is crazy. Again, Small numbers. <laughs> All numbers, people. Don't Finished for 3.5% of respondents chose PXG. That is a 935% change. <laughs> so they went from 0. 0.4, uh, 0.34 to 3.52. Uh, oh, uh, 935%, the biggest the biggest flip ever in a survey. But again, yep, small numbers and a total total 180 in the business model here uh, yep. so yeah yep. make of that what you will but it's it's just you know when make you're scrolling you down will. you're like hey did is is that calculation wrong to the point yep. where like I, I got my excel formulas and then i'm like let's let's just use google and for this, this one to double check. Here. yeah I'm like, nope happened? still 935 that is that is massive so yeah it is. Uh, and then again telling on the on the the bottom end of the table tailor-made callaway ping mizuno and titleist all of which Claim premium positions, command premium price points. Mizuno maybe a tick less so than the others, but all of those yeah. brands below one percent. So, yeah, um, I would, I would again a case where I would take that as a win. All right. So with that, Tony, any final thoughts on on survey stuff? Any big picture main takeaways? I mean, Titleist, Titleist trending up. I think is a, an interesting one. Cobra trending down a little bit was surprising to me, and then PXG just sort of registering all over the place, positive and negative, just I think probably speaks yeah. to a, a growing awareness of the brand more than anything else. So those are those are kind of the three that that caught my attention along the way. And then you know you would expect Callaway and TaylorMade to yeah. to be near the top for for the good things. And 
near the top for for some elements that people <laughs> find aggravating as well. So. Yeah, I would no, agree. No, yeah, that's my big takeaway too. Last question, Tony. What do you want for the holiday season here? What can I send you? I'm going to send you oh, a, yeah. a Christmas present, Tony. What's uh, one thing I should send you, and what's one thing I shouldn't? <laughs> I saw like. Uh, Alex that just posted something on Facebook yesterday. It was like however many days it is till Christmas. He's like until the you get a new toilet putter thing. Yeah, you know, that, uh, that's so. easy go to the squatting putt or something. Or yeah, like, the body, you know it's such putter. a thing. Like people people who don't know anything about golf or anything you're you're involved in. So back back when I lived in Boston, we had. Before I had big imposing Dobermans, I had tiny little Chihuahuas because that's that's what we could that's what we could fit in the the apartment. And we used to get all kinds of Chihuahua themed gifts. And I'm like, like I just have dogs. I'm not part of some weird subculture here. Like that's we don't we don't need lovers. Yeah. So uh, interesting enough, there's there's none of that like with the Dobermans really. I guess it's like, oh, you must just have dogs. Whereas like with the little dogs, like. Some people assume oh, yeah, if you're a little yeah, dog yeah. lover you're 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 in, in the you got like a, you, you got are a chihuahua themed room you got this here's here's a tip for people that are out there if you're trying to get somebody something for golf stuff and they're like way into golf like that where you're you're trying to show that like hey i appreciate that i want to get you something you like here Don't is do it now here's the ultimate gift tony for any golf person Here's the ultimate gift. Never fails. You know what it is? Cash. Just give them money. Cash money. <laughs> Cash money. Cash money. Gift card. It's... Something. Because anything you try to get them, you're going to screw it up. You're going to try to do it right. You're going to get them a dozen Pro V1s. And they got fit into Pro V1X. Maybe they like You're going to get them a golf glove, yeah. and it's going to be the wrong size. You're going to get them a golf shirt, and they're like, oh, I don't wear... Peter Millar, I only wear Johnny O or something like that, right? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I sound like an ungrateful bastard, and that's might be fair. I may be an ungrateful <laughs> bastard, but I can't remember the last time somebody actually got me something I wanted for Christmas. Like, <laughs> everybody's got their own idea. I tried last year. I tried to drop a hint. I was like, like I actually sent my wife a spreadsheet because you know we knew we were moving. <laughs> of into course, this you new did. House. Nobody we would knew send we were their moving wife into a spreadsheet. This new house. We're moving in this new house and Flora's got a list of projects for me or whatever. And I'm like, here's, here's the list of tools we might need. Is that, <laughs> that's just give me some tools. That would be great. With links like to that, like Amazon links. links. Oh yeah. No, I, everything. Oh. Like I, you know, I, the only way I could have made it more obvious was to actually print it out and just circle it in red and write, buy one of these for me for Christmas. Um, yeah. None of it. So I almost, work. I almost pulled the trigger. Like uh, Rockler had a sweet deal on it, on a planer and a stand. And I almost pulled the trigger, but I didn't. So go on sale again, maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll <laughs> that's see that's, that's the secret to the holidays. If you want, if you want a good gift for Christmas, for the holidays, whatever it is you celebrate, buy it for yourself. And there you go. Words to live by. He's Tony Covey, Chris Nickel, Golf Spy T, Golf Spy C. Follow us, find us, hit us up with some messages, thoughts, dreams, hopes, whatever you got. Until next time, Tony, we're out.